Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 7 through 9, called Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We have certainly come to what I would call a crescendo verse in the book of Hebrews, and that is Hebrews 13, verse 8. And this is a verse that maybe you didn't know where it was located, but you've heard it before. Well, here it is right before you. And I think that there would be many, many people who would say, uh, upon studying the book of Hebrews, that this is the theme verse of the book. Because remember, the book of Hebrews is about the supremacy of Jesus Christ that he is supreme above everything else and everyone else. He is the one that we look to. He is the immutable God. And Hebrews 13.8 is a verse that we could say captures the uh, nature of who Jesus is, that he is God. We might say in the Hebrew, he is the Aleph Tav. In the Greek, he is the Alpha and the Omega. Another way that we could say this is that he is the creator the sustainer, and the consummator of history. In fact, in the book of Hebrews, the the writer in chapter 1, if you want to flip there with me really quick just to remind ourselves, said these words about Jesus as he opened the letter, uh, speaking to him being the creator and sustainer in 1, 2, and 3. He says, in these last days, God has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. He's the creator. He is the sustainer. He is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his nature. And he upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. In Hebrews 9, verses 27 and 28, we'll come back to chapter 9 in a moment, but just take a peek at it. We have the creator, sustainer, and consummator. That means the one who will wrap things up. And it says in Hebrews 9, 27 and 28, and inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once and after this comes judgment, so Christ, also having been offered once, to bear the sins of many, 928, will appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin. This would be the completion of our salvation, if you will, to those who eagerly await him. He is the creator. He is the sustainer. He is the consummator. Jesus Christ is the one who holds it all together. And this book has really been elevating him above everything, above Moses, above Joshua, above David, above angels, anything else you can think of. In fact, at one point in this book, the father calls the son God and says, your throne, O God, will reign or last forever and ever. This book, the book of Hebrews, is all about the supremacy, uh, preeminence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, between verses, uh, verse 8, there's two verses that talk about leadership, verses 7 and 9. Let me uh, tell you why I think it's sandwiched in this way. 
I think it's quite possible that this little church, uh, this little Hebrew church that was having difficulty going through some persecution may have lost some leadership. They may have lost a leader to martyrdom. A leader might have moved on. And it's quite possible that a leader or two had been thrown in prison. In fact, if you look ahead in Hebrews 13, you can say, see that the writer mentions Timothy and himself. Take a peek at the very end of the chapter. He says, uh, 23 of chapter 13, take notice that our brother Timothy has been released. We would say released here from prison or jail with whom if he comes soon, I will see you. So the writer's saying, uh, Timothy's been released and if he comes, I'm gonna come with him. And then he asks that you greet all of your leaders and all the saints Those from Italy, praise the Lord, we knew why we love the book of Hebrews. Italy is mentioned in the book of Hebrews for all of you Italian fans. And then those from Italy uh, greet you. So leadership, let's talk a moment about leadership. Leadership is a variable in life. Now, in our culture, we know we have elections pretty regularly, right, for different offices every two and four years. And we have a form of government where we have a chance to elect leaders. And if leaders are not doing what they're supposed to do because they're supposed to serve us, I think we've forgotten that in politics these days, but they're supposed to serve the people, for the people, by the people, representative form of government, we have a chance to vote them out. And we know that the Bible talks about the Lord can you know, turn the king's heart and he raises up one and he puts down another. But what this says to us is basically this reality that change is inevitable for us as human beings. We go to work for a company and our coworkers change, right? Uh, sometimes people, you know, there's certain companies where it seems like every six months there's a new employee. One employee is gone, another employee comes in, right? And you're doing the same training with this new person, etc. People move into a neighborhood, they move out of a neighborhood. Uh, you know, people move into a state and move out of a state. And everybody just nod your head because California has been experiencing quite a departure, right? Uh, to different states, uh, Tennessee, Florida, Texas, dot, 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 right? But change comes and we, we have little kids and, and it's hard to imagine that one day this little baby that is like a little peanut size is going to grow and, but they grow and, and all of a sudden you look back as a parent and time has just gone by and now they're, uh, married and off on their own and grandkids come and, and things change. And, and the one thing that we know about this life is that it just is full of change. We're changing. Life changes. Things change. And one thing that was going on, I think, in this little Hebrew church is leadership change. And when leadership changes, often it can bring instability. Now, sometimes what happens is in a church or an organization, you have a leadership change, and it's as fluid as it could be. It it really depends. But sometimes when a leader goes out, and perhaps some new leadership comes in, there's some instability. And, and what you'll see in churches is that often when leadership changes, a bunch of people will leave and they don't even know why they're leaving, but they're so used to one leader that it's hard to accept a new leader. But here's what we do know. Things change. 
We only have a certain amount of time to live. We're going to live. You know, generations come, generations go. We are born. We, we age. We die. <laughs> I mean, this is the inevitability of life. And we need to remember, says the writer of Hebrews, exhorting. Remember, we've had several exhortations in chapter 13. We've had exhortations about love. Look at verse 1 in chapter 13 about hospitality. We've had uh, an exhortation to remember prisoners as though we were in prison with them, those who are ill-treated because we're one body. We were told to uphold marriage. Apparently some marriages were in some trouble. Uh, because God is serious about marriage. We were told to make sure that our character is free from the love of money, to be content. And then we had this amazing promise as we just recap last time. I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you, so that we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Now see the end of verse 5 where it says, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. I will never leave you. But it's obvious here in reading the end of the chapter that some leaders had left. We know Timothy had become imprisoned. We know the writer of Hebrews was not there. That's why he wrote the letter. And we know that some leaders, according to the tense of uh, the language in verse 7, Remember those who led you. That seems like a past tense, like you're, you're thinking about a former leader uh, who spoke the word of God to you. These are past tense verbs. And so this leads uh, commentators to believe that the writer of Hebrews is saying, I want you to reflect on the solid leadership that you had in the past. And if you link that to the previous verse, the Lord is assuring that though things will change, we can confidently say Hebrews 13, 6, the Lord is my helper. And then in Hebrews 13, 5, the very last part, the Lord says, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. Uh, People are going to leave us. Things are going to change. We may feel forsaken, um, but the, the, the hard reality of life is that loss and change just does happen. But the Lord reassures us with a promise Remember, I I showed you last week, if you were with us at the end of the message, that the writer's quoting three Old Testament passages in these great promises in Hebrews 13, 5, and 6. And they come from uh, Joshua 1, 5, Psalm 118, verse 6, and a verse in Deuteronomy, I think it's 31, 6. And just a side note that I heard another teacher mention that I think is a cool thing to think about. The writer of Hebrews applied Old Testament promises written to Joshua, Moses, and through the psalmist to the first century Hebrew church who lived over a thousand years beyond that time. I bring it up to point out something that you've probably heard before, and it's usually something like this. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. And most of us have heard, now, 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 now. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
If you are a longtime listener to Walk in Truth, we could use your help. We are excited to announce we have the opportunity to broadcast on a new radio station. It's a daily program. We can be on every day like we are here, and we can be ministering to a whole new group of people. An opportunity that will help this ministry reach more people like you in Oahu, Hawaii. The door is open. The gospel is free. But the old saying is, someone's got to put in the plumbing. (laughs) Our mission with Pastor Michael's teachings is to equip listeners with God's Word in a way that helps them address today's issues, trends, and culture. In his spiritual workout plan, what is that spiritual workout plan? It's to heal. It's to get better. It's to pursue some things. And one of the things that you pursue is peace. But before we say yes to this opportunity, we could use your help. The price to broadcast on this radio station daily is $2,491 a month. Can you partner with us to reach people in Hawaii? Would you become a Walk in Truth partner today? Your financial commitment of at least $20 a month would help us reach this goal. That's about the price to go out and get a sandwich, a bag of chips, and a drink. We have until the end of September to raise these funds. If you become one of the 125 new partners, you'll be part of the team bringing God's truth to more people. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to help us expand, we could use your help. That means four people would have to make a commitment each day until the end of September. Would you be one of the four now? Please begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. Thank you so much to all of our partners, all of our listening family, all of our new listeners. We love you. Begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. We know the writer of Hebrews was not there. That's why he wrote the letter. And we know that some leaders, according to the tense of uh, the language in verse 7, Remember those who led you. That seems like a past tense, like you're you're thinking about a former leader uh, who spoke the word of God to you. These are past tense verbs. And so this leads uh, commentators to believe that the writer of Hebrews is saying, I want you to reflect on the solid leadership that you had in the past. And if you link that to the previous verse, the Lord is assuring that though things will change, we can confidently say Hebrews 13, 6, the Lord is my helper. And then in Hebrews 13, 5, the very last part, the Lord says, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. Uh, People are going to leave us. Things are going to change. We may feel forsaken, um, but the, the, the hard reality of life is that loss and change just does happen. But the Lord reassures us with a promise Remember, I I showed you last week, if you were with us at the end of the message, that the writer's quoting three Old Testament passages in these great promises in Hebrews 13, 5, and 6. And they come from uh, Joshua 1, 5, Psalm 118, verse 6, and a verse in Deuteronomy, I think it's 31, 6. And just a side note that I heard another teacher mention that I think is a cool thing to think about. The writer of Hebrews applied Old Testament promises written to Joshua, Moses, and through the psalmist to the first century Hebrew church 
who lived over a thousand years beyond that time. I bring it up to point out something that you've probably heard before, and it's usually something like this. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. And most of us have heard, now, 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 now. Don't be applying Jeremiah 29, 11 to your life. You're not the original audience. That was written to the people of Israel in Babylonian captivity. That's not your promise. I was telling the prayer group uh, when John Corson, uh, I think he got in a, an accident. He was laying in a hospital bed. The Lord spoke Jeremiah 29, 11 to him. He said he had never interacted with the verse before. He had never taught the verse before. He was laying in a hospital bed and Chuck Smith called him. He picked up the phone and all Chuck did was quote Jeremiah 29.11 to John Corson. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Here's what I want to point out. The Lord can take an Old Testament verse and quicken it to you. Now, you're not the original audience of that verse, and the direct application of that verse wasn't originally for you, but God can make it for you. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Now, you have to be careful. We all talk about in uh, understanding the Bible, context, context, context. We all talk about being careful that we understand the original audience, the original context. Yes, 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 and amen. But it is quite possible that when you're going through something, the Lord might quicken a verse to your situation. He might give you something from Isaiah, something from Jeremiah, something from a psalm, and it becomes yours. And I would tell you, make it yours. Put it in your pocket. I'm not talking about abusing it or wrenching it out of its context, but I've had moments in my life, I'm sure you have as well, because I'm looking at a lot of serious Bible students here. You've been praying about something, you open your Bible and you feel like a verse leapt off the page. And then you say, was that really for me? Well, apparently the writer of Hebrews thought Joshua 1.5 and Psalm 118 verse 6 was for the Hebrew church. You see what I'm saying? So I'm saying we, we can take some liberty or some freedom in, yes, the Lord can do that. He can apply a verse in Joshua to you, a psalm, a proverb to you, to guide you or to build you or edify you in a moment where you need to hear from the Lord. I will tell you, there was a night I was actually sitting at my desk and I literally prayed these words, Lord, I need to hear from you. And I heard, you've got mail. And a friend sent me an encouraging Bible verse and he told me that the Lord had put me on his heart and that verse on his heart and felt compelled to send it at that moment. The Lord knows who you are, where you are, and how to reach you and what mail you may need to read. <laughs> Amen? So that can happen. Now, again, I will preface it by saying, be careful. You know, make sure you're, you're uh, double-checking things and all of that. But I also think there's a beauty in what the writer of Hebrews does right here. He's saying, look, you can apply this most beautiful promise. I will never leave you. I will never fail you or forsake you. You can make it yours. And I will tell you that these, this particular promise should be yours tonight. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? You can claim that. That's yours. Amen? I, will, I can confidently say the Lord is my helper. I can confidently say the Lord will never leave me, nor will he ever forsake me. I can confidently say he is with me. He will not fail me or forsake me. In a world where change is inevitable, and the one thing that we know is going to happen is change, the Lord says, I won't fail you. 
I'm not going anywhere. Now, he says, I want you to remember those though who led you. And notice uh, what kind of leaders they, these uh, leaders were. They were those who spoke the word of God to you. I want you to remember the influential leaders of your life. Now, some of my influential, influential leaders are gone. Dr. Walter Martin, who wrote The Kingdom of the Colts, is long gone. He died in the 80s. J. Vernon McGee died in the 80s. Uh, you know, recently Charles Stanley passed away. Adrian Rogers went home to be with the Lord. We, we can, some of us who, who have been around for a long time and listened to Christian radio for a long time, we've lost a lot of good pastors. A lot of faithful men. A lot of men who I didn't know personally, but who poured the word of God into my life. And some that are getting older, like Chuck Swindoll, for example. Did you hear Chuck Swindoll's story in the McDonald's drive-thru? Did you hear what it happened? He was in the drive-thru and he said that there was a young person behind him and started getting impatient as he was about to order and honking the horn and kind of rushing him. So in an act of benevolence, he went up to the window and he decided to pay for her food. Uh, you know, So he paid for her, his meal and hers, and, and somehow it got announced to her by the other person at the window and she waved and was you know, very apologetic. And so he pulled up to get his food and he showed both receipts and he took his food and her food and forced her to go back through the drive-thru again. And he said the lesson that needed to be learned that day was don't honk at old people. We've been around a long time and we know how to play the game. So uh, for what that's worth. Anyway, amen. So those who led you, those who spoke the word of God to you, I would tell you that any good leader in your life is going to be someone who speaks the word of God to you. You've been listening to Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Part one on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 7 through 9. And if you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is always available on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. And would you please tell a friend about Walk in Truth? We hope today's teaching will be a blessing and uplifting to someone you care about. Would you please encourage a friend or family member to listen to Walk in Truth on this station? If you're listening through your podcast app, please click the share button. Thanks so much for spreading the word about Walk in Truth. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, this glorious verse, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In a changing world, uh, the one thing that we know about the world, the guarantee we have, is change, right? Uh, we are born, we live, we die. Generations come, generations go. Leaders are raised up, leaders, you know, go down. Countries rise, countries fall. People, you know, are born and they get old and change, change and change. And, and, and so sometimes we, we go, is there anything constant? Is there anything that I can rely on? What about even biblical doctrine. I hear this person over here teaching this, and then this person over there teaching that. Who do you trust? What do you do? Well, as you grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, as you understand he is immutable, he's unchanging, 
He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The key is to know him so well that you'll know the true from the counterfeit. That's the key, my friend. Knowing him so well that when someone's preaching the truth, you know it because you know him. You know the truth. He is the truth. Amen? And when someone's preaching that counterfeit, you can smell it. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit lives in you, and you have discernment, and you have the anointing. And you know the real so well that you can sniff out the counterfeit. That's when you have discernment. That's when you're equipped and prepared. That's how you know. Just get to know him really well. And you won't be duped by any uh, wolf in sheep's clothing. I pray you have a beautiful weekend. And uh, we'll see you right here, Lord willing, either Sunday or Monday. God bless. Hey, if you're a longtime listener to Walk in Truth, we could use your help. We're excited to announce that we have an opportunity to broadcast on a radio station in Oahu, Hawaii. The price to broadcast on this radio station daily is $2,491 a month. Can you partner with us to reach people in Hawaii? Would you become a Walk in Truth partner today? Your financial commitment of at least $20 a month would help us reach this goal. We have until the end of September to raise these funds. So if you become one of 125 new partners, you'll be part of the team bringing God's truth to more people. That means four people would have to make a commitment each day until the end of September. Will you be one of those four now? Please begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com. And join us Monday for part two of Pastor Michael's teachings in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verses 7 through 9, called Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.